Flyers Daily with Jason Mertidis. All right, here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for Saturday, April 2nd. Flyers back at home to take on the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight after the five-game road trip that wrapped up on Tuesday in Minnesota. It'll be the NHL debut for Ronnie Adderd. Uh, it'll be Noah Cates' second NHL game. And if you missed yesterday's episode, we had both Noah Cates and Ronnie Adderd on the show together. Uh, so go check that out if you missed it. Uh, good to hear from both of those young gentlemen. They're not quite kids. You know, the notion or the the phrasing as it goes is, let the kids play. Not really kids because uh, Ronnie Adder played three years of collegiate hockey and Noah Cates played four years of collegiate hockey. So these are players that are pretty uh, pretty well removed from their draft year. Cates was taken back in the 2017 draft and Ronnie Adder was taken in the 2019 NHL draft. So uh, we'll see them in the lineup here this afternoon. Also, Nate Thompson returns for the Flyers. I know that perturbed a lot of people got Nate Thompson's coming back into the lineup. And look, I understand the notion of, hey, what do the Flyers have to gain from seeing Nate Thompson back out there? Let's look at more young players. I get it, but you still have to uh, field an NHL roster. And look, I don't necessarily disagree with that either because we know what Nate Thompson is at this point in his career. He has worked really hard to come back, and that does uh, show some professionalism uh, by the organization to let the other players in that locker room know that if you do work hard, you're going to get the opportunity to come back. So uh, Nate Thompson, obviously still playing for his NHL career, wants to show that he's healthy and sign his next contract. Is that the Flyers issue? Not really, but it probably goes into the equation. Flyers also going to kick off the final month of the 2021-22 season uh, with Toronto tonight. And it's the final 15 games all the way through the month and taking us up to the 29th. So four weeks from yesterday will be the regular season finale against the Ottawa Senators. But Toronto tonight. So you get the Leafs tonight and the Toronto Maple Leafs, a team right now sitting in the second spot of the Atlantic Division of the Eastern Conference. Through 67 games, they've got 91 points. They're seven points back of the Panthers. And they're one point up on the Tampa Bay Lightning, who have played one less game, and two points up on the Bruins, and they've played the same amount of games. They're 6-3-1 in their last 10 games, and they've won three straight. They're led by Austin Matthews, who just picked up his 50th goal. First player in the NHL to do so this season, picking up his 50th into the empty net the other night. So in 62 games, how about 50 goals, 37 assists, 87 points. Leads the NHL in goals, uh, one ahead of Leon Dreisaitl at taping, who has 49. Uh, Chris Kreider has 46. That's unbelievable that Kreider's got 46. Ovechkin, 42, and Kyle Connor of the Winnipeg Jets with 41. So it's been a great year uh, for Austin Matthews. For my money right now, he may be the best shooter in the NHL. I know that's hard to say when you look at Ovechkin and that shot, but and Patrick Laine's got an incredible release as well. Uh, but Matthews, boy, he can just absolutely snap it, changes the angle, pulls the puck into his body, into his feet, and can absolutely just wire shots. Unbelievable uh, release from Austin Matthews. We'll get a firsthand look at that tonight. When it comes to the Leafs, kind of where they rank, really, really the, the Maple Leafs are going to be a team that's going to be judged success or failure on their season by what they do in the playoffs. All the regular season points and 50 goals for Austin Matthews, It means nothing if they get knocked out in the first round yet again. They have not won a round in the playoffs 
in almost 20 years at this point. It's incredible. And right now they are third in the NHL in scoring at 3.73 goals per game, just behind the Panthers and the Colorado Avalanche and ahead of the Wild. Uh, they, in the NHL, goals allowed per game. Maybe not as bad as you would think it would be for a, a team like Toronto, who hasn't been as stingy giving up goals of late. They did well in the beginning of the year. They had some pretty good structure defensively as well. But right now, right in the middle of the pack, 16th in the NHL, 3.03 goals per game. Special teams, very good. Number one power play in the NHL. They're clicking at 30% on the season. That's a staggering number. I mean, earlier in the season, Edmonton was at like 42% about six or eight weeks into the season, which was an obscene number, but it went cold there. Uh, 30% right now, four points up on the New York Rangers, who have the second-ranked power play. The Toronto PP is very, very good. And for the Flyers, if you want to have a chance to win, stay out of the box, especially for the Flyers when you consider their penalty kill. Flyers penalty kill ranks 25th in the NHL, 75.4%. The Leafs penalty kill, actually pretty good when you consider that Hey, they're in the middle of the pack and goals allowed, but sixth-ranked penalty kill in the NHL, killing off penalties at 83.7%. So when you look at the Leafs, you go, okay, do they have the goaltending to have success in the playoffs? Jack Campbell's been injured of late and really is not playing at the same level he did earlier this season. Part of that's environment. And they they obviously waived Peter Morazic, and there's a lot of question marks in goal once again. Uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs, they, they got Mark, Mark Giordano to help them defensively, but is it enough? Will they have the success in the playoffs? We'll see. There's some really shiny pieces there and some really dynamic talent and uh, dynamic players. But again, it's how they do in the regular season or in the postseason, rather, that's going to determine whether or not this season is in any form of success. If they don't have success in this postseason, if they get bounced in the first round, and the matchup is not going to be easy for them. When you look at who they're going to get in the first round right now, it's two-time Stanley Cup champion back-to-back, the Tampa Bay Lightning. That is not easy at all. And they don't have really much here, much of a chance here to catch the Florida Panthers and get that number one seed and, and match up against a wild card team uh, with the amount of games left. So uh, we'll see how it plays out for Toronto. We'll see them tonight at Wells Fargo Center. Flyers will be back at it tomorrow to take on uh, the aforementioned New York Rangers, and then 3-4 and four on Tuesday. They'll kick off a home-and-home uh, home with the Columbus Blue Jackets Tuesday at Wells Fargo, Thursday in Columbus. Um, but one of the things I want to talk about in this episode, I listened to 32 Thoughts uh, with Elliot Friedman and Jeff Marrick, and they're kind of doing featurettes on teams as they get knocked out of the playoffs. The Flyers are officially eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, there's four or five teams in the league that are. And they were talking about this offseason. And Fridge kind of you know, recalled back to that press conference with Chuck Fletcher and Dave Scott where they talked about an aggressive retool and all of those things. And I, you know, there's some articles being written and always chatter that the Flyers need to tear it down and do a proper rebuild. We've talked about that on this, ep- on this podcast plenty. And when I really kind of look at the the option of doing a teardown or some, some call it a proper rebuild, I just don't know that it's possible. When you have the the Kevin Hayes contract, which runs through twenty five twenty six, so that's four more years after this at seven point one four two million. 
when you have the contract of Cam Atkinson, which runs three years beyond this one at 5.875, when you have the contract kicking in for Sean Couturier eight years after this, when you have the contract of Ryan Ellis, which has five years beyond this one at 6.25, tearing it down is not really an option because the pieces that you would need to get rid of to tear it down, Ellis, Couturier, Kevin Hayes, they're all coming off injury. And general managers, I was talking about this on my Stick to Hockey Live show with Anthony DeMarco. General managers, this is not the godfather where Chuck Fletcher or any GM can call another one and say, hey, we're going to make this trade. You're going to sign this piece of paper. Either you sign this piece of paper or your brains are on the paper. It doesn't work like that. And you can't even sell pennies on the dollar because— there's too much to, of a variable of availability. You know, Ryan Ellis has played four games as a flyer. Sean Couturier is coming off back surgery. Kevin Hayes looks much better in this stint since he's come back, but he did have double core surgery last offseason and then had to go in for a third procedure to treat an infection. And, and look, there's other players on the roster too. So the notion of a teardown... I think is not applicable here. Now, that says this to the offseason. So what can you do in the offseason? How, how do you move forward as an organization? And here's the deal. I think this is very important. In sports, your sanity is all predicated on one thing. It's not winning and it's not losing. Your sanity as a sports fan is predicated on expectations. If you expect a team to be great and they're not, you're disappointed. If you'd expect them to be not very good and they end up being pretty good, you're pretty happy. We understand in all sports and professional sports that only one team wins a championship each year. And you can't define success or failure in an individual season by did they win a championship. That's the goal to get there and be a contender and get it done. No doubt about it. That's what we're in this for. But expectations are the way to sanity as a sports fan and a Flyers fan. Now, this past offseason, the Flyers went out and they made a lot of moves. They traded Jake Voracek in a hockey trade for Cam Atkinson. They picked up an extra year of term for Cam Atkinson, but got less of a cap hit. Jake Voracek's contract was over 8. Cam Atkinson's is 5.8. So you gain... A little bit of flexibility immediately cap-wise with Cam Atkinson. Plus, he you know, obviously brings something that Jake Voracek didn't and something they needed, which was a goal scorer, a shooter. You know, you look at it and you look at the moves that were made. Nolan Patrick and Phil Myers to Nashville for Ryan Ellis. And then eventually Nolan Patrick flipped to the uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights for Cody Glass. And then you look at some of the other moves that took place in the offseason. And we looked at this team, and I said this on my radio show when I was still doing it a lot, and I said it on this podcast. The team is better on paper coming into this season than it was the year prior. Now, this offseason, I don't know if we can judge better on paper, better period, or anything. It's going to be a difficult thing to judge because of the variable of health. That was something last year, yeah, there's always injuries in sports, 
but the variable of health this offseason heading into next year is too great a question mark to come into this season and say they're pronounced better than they were coming into this year or they're better on paper. Because if Sean Couturier is not healthy, if Ryan Ellis is not available, if Kevin Hayes, it looks like the Kevin Hayes that started this year coming right off of that double core surgery, if all of those things, then no, they're not going to be better on paper and they're not going to be better on the ice, no matter what they do in the offseason, no matter if they go out and they sign, they're able to shed some money in a JVR contract, in a buyout or a trade or something like that, and go out and sign a Johnny Gaudreau or a Nazem Kadri, which I've talked about I'd be very leery of at his age of 31. Or they make a, a big hockey trade where you package you know, one of the younger pieces, whether that's Proveroff, Sandheim, or Konechny. Those are the names that are out there. Those are the names that Fridge mentioned. And you make a hockey trade and you get back you know, a good player in return. So no matter what they do, this team is so predicated on Sean Couturier, Kevin Hayes, and Ryan Ellis that going into the next season, we got to keep our expectations in order. And we may get excited about a piece that comes or a trade that happens and a coach that's hired, but so much of it's going to be predicated on Sean Couturier, Ryan Ellis, and Kevin Hayes. And those are three pieces which also don't really allow you to do a teardown. So there's a lot of variables there. Expectations need to be maintained and, and kept in the proper place. I want to get excited, but that variability of availability, I talk about it all the time, the reliability of availability. You probably want to punch me in the face every time I say it, but it is the most important element in team sports is the reliability of availability. It does not matter how good you are. If you are not available, it does not matter. So that's the biggest question mark going into next year. Big question mark tonight. Flyers going to take on the Leafs. Can they keep the Leafs' power play, A, off the ice, and then if it gets on the ice, can they control it? Oof, number one power play in the NHL. We'll break down that game tomorrow and preview the New York Ranger game all in a brand new episode of Flyers Daily on Sunday. But everybody, enjoy your Saturday. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow on a brand new Flyers Daily.